Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. me a lot more often. So I just hope you're prepared for that. I'm just saying, but yes, I'm super excited to be here with you again today. If you don't know, we are doing our virtual launch for our book, Employee to Empire, where, you know, I'm very big on bringing people with me and teaching and helping people along the way. And so this was the purpose of writing this book, because I know what it feels like when you're in a corporate job or, or you just, you have dreams, you don't necessarily know what to do or how to do. And so this is what this book is. It's literally a how to become a successful business owner. And, you know, I just love to bring amazing people along with me. Um, actually more than amazing. You're amazing. But the people that are on this book are extraordinary and phenomenal. And so I'm super excited to have one of our amazing business owners on, on today. And I'm super, super excited because he's from the Bronx like me. You know what I'm saying? We Look, listen, we take it over. New York is taking over. Like I'm just saying, right? We only getting started, right? Just saying. But yeah, so I'm super excited again to be here with you. I hope you've enjoyed all the previous episodes. If you have not gotten your copy of Employees Empire, I need you to go do that right now. If you haven't seen the website at least three times in that amazing video trailer, go to employeesempire.com and purchase your copy. But besides that, I'm just excited to bring our amazing business owner on. I was super hyped when I seen him on social media, just listen, taking over the world, just like getting, making accomplishments, crushing his goals. In my opinion, he's out here just 
explicit, like inspiring myself and so many others. So say hello to the beautiful people. Hey, 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 what an <laughs> intro. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. God, I can't follow that. Because you're just a whole vibe. Like, it's so amazing to have you here. Like, you, when I, you. like, I'm very, it takes a lot to impress me, right? And your branding and your creativeness and your just your designs and your drive and all of the accomplishments that I've seen. And I've only been following you for like less than a year. So I can only imagine what you've done in previous years. So I'm super honored to have you here. So tell the beautiful people about yourself. I'm going to give you 60 seconds and I'm going to give you the stage too. So do your thing. Okay, beautiful people, amazing people. Um, I'm Muggsy McFly. I'm a designer, fashion and creative Part-time superhero. Um, if I think it, I create it. Um, I save the day from here to here. I'm self-taught um, when it comes to graphic design and as well as fashion. Um, I was a business major. Um, I use it ever a little bit in my everyday life. Um, but I got my experiences and my strengths from the Bronx and my environment. So, I love it. Talking about the Bronx. So tell the people where you're from and a little bit about yourself. All right. So I'm from Bronx, New York. I'm a self-made business entrepreneur and graphic designer, fashion designer, and all-around creative. Mm -hmm. I think I have I built on my own from desire. Right. And so how did you get started? Because first of all, you're in your own studio right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Right here in the Bronx. Um, um, I would say I probably always just loved sneakers and fashion. Mm -hmm. And I used to model for brands before. Mm -hmm. and that kind of opened my palette to like you could actually do this. It was fun. You could make money off of it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help them and it just evolved into me helping myself. Mm -hmm. So I like clothes and I can make money off of it. Why not? Right. Eight, one plus one equals two, right? So let's make it happen. So what was the first item that you designed? It's so, well, all right. That's a two-part question. The first mm -hmm. item I designed was mm -hmm. a shirt. Mm -hmm. The first successful item I designed was uh, a phone case. Oh. I tried to make a shirt and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. My Photoshop skills wasn't there, so I had to file all wrong. Right. And I ended up you know, it, it cost me a lot of money to do that over and over and over again, sampling. Mm -hmm. So I decided um, I'm going to make phone cases a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I felt like with phones, everybody has their phone with them at all times. Right. It's automatic um, promotion. No matter Absolutely. where you go, the name is there. You're with them. So if you're somebody's phone case, you're with them at all times. Right. So that was my marketing, mm -hmm. my brand and so, like, did you, when you created the phone case, did you um, sell it to, like, vendors? Or was it just, hey, I have so I have phone cases, buy them for me, and it is blow up from there? I'm really, really big on, like, direct-to-consumer. Because um, mm -hmm. then, you know, you know, going to other people at volumes is good, but you don't control that flow. Mm -hmm. you, it can help. But if everything is going to streamline between you, it, you get more profit. You have a better relationship. It's just yeah. better in the long yes. run. Yeah, me volume per se, yeah, whatever. But the quality of a relationship is not the same. Right. Like, I like people, my friends, seeing yeah. it and wanting to get it, and I see them with it. Mm -hmm. I, I like that feeling. 
absolutely. He's not lying. I purchased some slides over the summer because I was just like, I need them. They're super cute. And then when I listen, I tried to like figure out my size. And sometimes it just doesn't work very well when you, you're going from European to, you know, the regular numbers. Right. And so um, I reached out and literally we met and he hand delivered me. I don't know if you remember that. You literally handed me my slides. And I was like, yeah. That was so fiery. You want to buy even more. I'm just saying. So that yeah. like customer service is amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. Like that's, that's another thing. Like to have the experience. Oh, I just ordered something. You're not gonna remember the day, but mm -hmm. the interaction, how it went, how you mm -hmm. felt, about it, how you felt about the product on top of it. It's just like a very nicely constructed sandwich that Absolutely. you're just going to love and you're always going to remember. Absolutely. And it's honest. It's just how I feel. I just want you, if you're going to support me, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that it's in the best way and you're comfortable and you're happy with your product. Yes. Like that's absolutely true. I, like listening to you, you have like, you're creative and a lot of people that are creative don't necessarily have a business, um, like a business idea or a business model, but you do. You're like my marketing strategy, customer service. Like those are key components to really, truly being successful. So it's really great to hear you say those things. Right. And so having like the dual is what I call a duality of it all. It, it makes you that much more successful and it makes you reach even more people because you understand the concept of design and creativity creative and output, but then you also understand the interaction with individuals and that creates a long lasting relationship and also brand and as well as marketing. So I'm just saying that's- I try to tell people like, there's always like a little extra, there's intangible things you should do mm -hmm. because anybody could print something on a hoodie or a hat or whatever, right. that extra umph of customer service, I, yo, I'm closed, but I, oh, I need this to go out tonight me opening up or giving you an appointment or making mm -hmm. something happen for you mm -hmm. is different. People yep. remember how you treated them, yep. how you made them feel. And Absolutely. that's what it is. So that's important to me. And I feel like if we all making shirts and hoodies and whatever, what's going to set us apart? It's going to be the Absolutely. customer service, me shipping on time, me meeting up with you, me making sure that you are completely satisfied with your product. So. Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh, you're like you're singing to my heart. Like <laughs> I was in hospitality, hospitality. Sorry for like almost ten years. Um, mm. I literally resigned in 2019. I was a general manager, so you would be like the ideal, <laughs> like ideal person that I would hire. Like yes, he understands the concept of customer service and making sure not that the guest is always right, because or the person is always right, because sometimes yeah. we're wrong. Like let's be I'm real, right? <laughs> <laughs> right but it's also just it's, it's creating an experience right and that that creates brand loyalty and so that's so amazing to to hear you say to be very honest what would you say is one of like right now you're sitting in your own studio and you opened that when last year no actually i just opened this october well it is last year now. right like right Technically. you made it seem so long i'm like last year. it's three months but it is last year i just opened it um yeah i just wanted to be back home and before this, I had a store in the mall in the White Plains, which mm -hmm. I just closed the 31st a couple mm -hmm. of days ago. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to, you know, focus more on my brand alone because mm -hmm. here sells only my brand over there, sold a bunch of brands. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be back home. I feel like in the mall, I'm a dime a dozen. Not necessarily my kind of store, but a store. Yes. Like come uptown and be able to get like this kind of brand and, and you know, quality right mm -hmm. here where I'm from. You don't have that. If anything, right. it's a store, it's a rainbow, it's something of that nature. Nah, like to have the style. Not a rainbow. I, I'm telling you, I'm really mad. My old block down the block, they opened a rainbow. I was so mad. Like, oh, God. Like, why? 
I remember Rainbow when I used to work at Playland when I was like a teeny bopper, like Rainbow. Like who? I even know they were still. <laughs> still very much popping. Very much popping. Trust me. I cannot. So what do you? What would you say is one of the biggest obstacles from start to where you are now? I would always say maybe you know funding because. Mm. As a creative, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all you ever really want to do is create. And like, I always want to just create, create, create. And it's never really about the money with me. It's more so, oh, I like shoes. Let me create sneakers. But then, you know, the minimum to create sneakers and the cost to create sneakers is very high. So you have to conflict, like you said, duality with creativity and business mind. And it's like, you don't, sometimes you lose with that. I might just want to, I see something, I want to create something new. But the other product I just dropped two weeks ago is still on its run. And I'm going to do that because I just mentally want to create something new. Yes. And I think if you're financially stable, you can do whatever you want. But right. being able to keep the market and know the flow and manage your funds yep. plays a very key part. Like even starting up, even going through the little droughts after the holidays, like now where it's supposed to be a drought, it's been pretty good so far. Mm -hmm. But January, February is usually a drought when it comes to most businesses. Right, right, right. So it's just a lot of things like that, like surviving those droughts. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you were, you were talking about like your process. And I'm as I said earlier, I'm a creative too. And every, like I worked on this project and I was like, 17 projects later and all of these ideas and things start mm -hmm. coming and like i'm a person like i don't know how to wait i learned delayed gratification right but <laughs> like i want to do things now like you know what i'm saying like oh oh download okay how can i make this happen like while i'm working on something else i start googling like oh, okay that's a great idea let me look at see how we can get that executed so i know exactly what you mean it's, it never turns off ever <laughs> ever and i'm not complaining it. like don't turn it off thank you <laughs> right <laughs> but now <laughs> Exactly. But it's so more of like, how do you not? Exactly. So maybe we can't turn it on. So it's a blessing. Exactly. Yes. So what would you say is your creative process? That's one. And then how, in regards to production and getting it from idea to it being on a show, what does that process look like? Um, It's just needs and wants. I could wear something from another brand and like it and, you know, emulate it. And, oh, I want something like this for my brand. Okay, I uh, see that someone comes in here and they I have an orange suit and they're like, you know, orange is a little bit too much for the average person and they need a certain common. So I might start thinking that might spark. Is I feel like most creation is problem solving. So it's to solve a problem. The best creation is solve a problem. So now, okay, let me make a more a better quality black suit that they can wear often, but the quality is very high. The price point could be cool and I can have like multiple essential colors. And that's what ends up happening. So I see something, I see a problem, I have a conversation, and I go, you know, sit down, design, or I even end up testing like other products that exist like that, you know, and then I design and I get a sample. And then once I live with the sample, sometimes sometime I already know I'm going to make it, it no if ands or buts, as long as the sample's functional. Or sometimes I wear something and I get feedback, even though I don't ask for it, but I could get the feedback, there's enough feedback to be like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely making and that's usually my process for the most part. Like, you know, just building off of ideas and feelings and emotions. That's it. 
Yeah. Listen, listening to you, I'm like, yeah, that's I so I don't design clothes as you see. I love clothes, right? But <laughs> like from, from a creative standpoint and a design standpoint, it's like the same process. It's like, okay, what's the problem and what is the resolution? Like what is the point? What is the strategy? Right. And so then it's like, okay, let me research and see like what would work, why it would work, how I can make it work, right? Then it's like, okay, now let's test it. <laughs> Let's cool. let's put some things together and see how it works and how it functions and what and what benefit it will add. And so, like listening to you, you're like I'm literally I'm, I'm literally like yes, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't have that creative like flow in that way. So it's like really great to hear from other creatives in that way as well. And then you're touching on the business side. So I'm like we about to be best friends because like we like that's literally how I function. Mm -hmm. I know how to run a business, know how to run an operation, but I also have the creative side as well. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's really great to hear um, from you and what you say. So what would you say is your biggest accomplishment to the, to date? Well, no, we know the studio, but outside of that, what would you say? Um, I would probably say just creating a sneaker. Even though I'm up to two styles, I feel like that's my biggest accomplishment my last sneaker, because the simple idea, like, like I said, anybody could, today could wake up and go put a hoodie, make some pants, a shirt, maybe if if not at the same day, maybe a week, but to create an actual sneaker, mm -hmm. a lot harder. Like, mm -hmm. you know, with, with clothing, it has to be a certain size, fit, whatever, you know, you don't have to be, it, it, can, it can be off, and you can mm -hmm. still wear sneakers to walk around with the right fit, functionality, quality, and everything. It's a lot heavier. If somebody's shirt doesn't get a hold of it, you know, they probably won't beat you about it. But if your mm -hmm. shoe starts falling apart, it's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more to do. And it's like I said, it's more costly. It's a longer process. And I believe that you have to be a big boy in this mm -hmm. business to do that, to make it right. But this, how many independent sneaker brands can you find or even footwear, period? Right. Like how many people can you buy slides from that is not Nike, Adidas, or Puma and them guys? Like you, I don't know. I honestly right. don't know. Right. So I feel I feel very accomplished for that part of my brand. And Absolutely. it's because cool that was what got me into fashion was for me. Mm -hmm. And and also it's the quality, right? Because let me tell you something. I wore the hell out of them slides. I tell you how much, right? They they came with me to Mexico. They oh went me to Florida, like on a regular day, like because they were so comfortable. So I need you to keep coming out with those, like for sure. I definitely no, like it's so crazy because people wear them and then the white gets dirty. Mm -hmm. I wanted a white and black contrast, but I wouldn't think anyone's gonna wear it that much. But mm -hmm. people get them dirty, be like, yo, I gave one to my mom, I don't need another one. Like right. And it's just like wow, it just keep everybody for that for sure is a repeat buyer. Mm -hmm. Every single person is a repeat mm -hmm. buyer. I need another pair. I like I personally have a pair for the studio, pair for storage, mm -hmm. pair for home, pair for vacation. <laughs> like, right. like I'm gonna go different places for each of these joints. So right. That's amazing. No, they, the quality is definitely there. So that's definitely a, a, um, a definitely a seller, right? Because a lot of times, like you said, there's so many vendors, there's so many options, right? But it's it's about the level of service, but it's also about the quality of the product as well. And that's where a lot of people lack. So you do like really, really great work. So shout out to you for that, for sure. So my other question is, so in regards to the ideas and the concept, from the manufacturing standpoint, like what is that process? Like, do you have, do you like sit there and make them one by one or do you go to like a third party manufacturer and what, what does that look like for you? So it depends. Mm -hmm. um, there are some t-shirts that I make right here mm -hmm. at the studio because mm -hmm. I also make other people brands as mm -hmm. well. So 
depending on what it is. I, <laughs> so right then and there, I could just, you know, I could have an idea right now after this interview and mock it up on the, on this laptop or the laptop over there, get the sizing right and test it, see how I like it, boom, try again if I don't like it. Or like for most of the other stuff, like let's say sneakers, I'll have a design, maybe a drawing, and I'll send something over, like the idea how I want it to look like a visual. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, I, you know, like for a hoodie, I might say I want it heavy. I want it 100% cotton. I want embroidery logo or whatever. And I always do sampling. So I would get a sample, my size, because sometimes you get it from overseas or something, and the larger for like a medium or larger mm-hmm. for like You got to get the sizing right mm-hmm. and the quality right and the mm-hmm. location and everything. And once I'm satisfied with the sample, I produce. Gotcha. And after I produce, I plan the market and release and everything else. Right. That's product amazing. Is, product is king. So you, that's what you're selling. You got to make sure that's perfect. Anything right. else is a finesse, but not the product. Right. I, when you said perfect, it triggered me, child, because like I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> so, I, I've learned not to be. I've, <laughs> I've, I've absolutely, I can't lie. I've absolutely learned not to be. It's, it, it's tough because most entrepreneurs are perfectionists. And I learned that you get to the next level, you can't be because that means no one could work for you. And if no one could work for you, then you're going to burn yourself out. Right. You're not going to make a million dollars by a million hours. <laughs> you do 100, you do 100, you do 100, you do 100. And then right. you do it again. Right. You make it. Exactly. So I've, exactly. I've learned that I might operate at 100, but the business honestly could survive and be great at 80. Mm-hmm. My perfection. Okay, cool. <laughs> I've learned because I was also a perfectionist. Like, I'm not releasing this until this is folded this way. This campaign is like, uh uh. Listen. You're trapped in a box that way. What? A box? Like, it feels like (laughs) my first book that I wrote under my publishing company. So I always knew that I wanted a publishing company. I didn't want to help publish other people's books, but I knew that I would be coming out with multiple books. But the first book that I did under mine. I, it, it went through at least five rounds of editing. I changed the title twice. I changed the cover twice. Like the, like I just went insane. And just, that's just how I function in life for a very long time. But then I learned the effort button, <laughs> right? Yeah. So now I'm just like, it's just like, screw it. Because what happens is when I start looking at what other people do, and I don't do comparison at all, but it helps me from a perfectionist standpoint because they be putting up like they did that and they proud of that. Like I could do one million times better. This looks like that. And I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. Right. And kind of having to shift your mind and like release those things so that you can just move forward. And and from a scaling perspective, you're absolutely right. In order for you to really, truly grow and be what you want to be as a brand, you have to have a team that works with you. And so like, you have to give grace and say, not everybody has your same mindset. Not everybody has your same talents. Not everybody has your same drive and then kind of give, leeway for that but still keep your expectations to what you want it to be because it's your brand regardless of who what where is working for you or partnering with you so that's 100% true 100% true for sure I just can't get over that you're like literally sitting in your studio hashtag goals I'm just saying I mean <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I can't really see it I understand it but it's just mm-hmm. it's here and I'm just, right it's like it was just another check off the list you know what I'm saying yeah, I had plans and doing it now and anytime I have any interviews or anything I'm like yeah of course I'm gonna do it here why right not? right why right. right here it's only it's only right 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 
So <laughs> you talking about interviews and campaigns and all that other good stuff. I saw you have done a lot. Like you do your own fashion shows, and I'm like, pick me. I want. I want to walk one day, right? <laughs> and I see, I see you in fours, and I see you doing all these amazing things. Talk a little bit about those that process. Well, I mean, I always well the show or well, the okay. So the fashion show thing, I will start with that. That actually is like again, I'm also big on not being perfect and being able to adjust to environment. So before I did clothing, I was actually a promoter. I was a party promoter. So I had to dial attention that way. And I learned that, you know, you have to kind of pull at people's emotional strings sometimes. And my best event would be my birthday party because, you know, people would come out to see me on my birthday. So as I started to move towards fashion and I did like two or three shows, I'm like, this is where I need to be if I want to be able to show everybody my stuff without like putting it down their throat and texting anybody like, oh, this is what I just dropped. No. For them to get this experience, it's a lot different when you have experience. So I was like, okay, one year I had my party, usually be a nighttime party. I started earlier, had food and had the clothing. So I kind of force fed them the fashion part, but still gave them the party part. And over a couple of years now, it's more so the fashion and party is the minimal part. Right. That's how it kind of did. And I wanted to set my own stage because now I am doing Fashion Week, um, New York. You took the question right out of my head. Right. <laughs> I, just remember, I am doing Fashion Week. Like, I just remember, you know, something like. <laughs> that's, that's, that that's, my, that's my first New York one. I did I did CT Fashion Week too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm outside of the box. So I'm not like, you know, I don't really do seasons all that much. I'm not right. like releasing my stuff when anybody else is releasing their stuff. Right. I release shorts in the winter. I don't care. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. So I'm like, I need to have my own stage to present this stuff. You know, fashion right. in September, I'm dropping in October. It's like, cool. So that's kind of why I set that stage. And then I also used to have performance and I had other brands. So I really wanted to use my platform for everybody else. And then um, what was part two of your question? Um, I was talking about you were on Forbes and on the... Yes. So I, 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 I'm, also, I'm also really, really big. As, even as, as a party promoter, I'm really big on not doing too much self-promotion. Mm-hmm. So like anything I'm saying to you now, I'd only be saying because I'm getting asked. Right. So I feel like it's kind of, it's a bet. If someone has to come and tell you how amazing they are, maybe they aren't as amazing. <laughs> That's, listen, to each 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 own, I like it when someone else can brag about me. I mean, it's- You're not, you're not lying. Yeah. You have no reason to like big me up. You know, I'm going to speak. I have bias against myself, of course. So mm-hmm. for somebody else to speak on it is great. So, I always want to expand, and I feel like the best way to expand is you can hear about this guy and say he makes clothes, but if you see him on Forbes or Channel 4 or Channel 7 or, you know, Young Thug or Jim Jones on Drip Report, I feel like, because I have the pictures up there. I feel like say, that listen, you, listen, we over here, we brag different. Go ahead. That, that, that helps. You know, I feel like that's a better conversation. Like, I don't have to you know, to a point where I don't have to introduce myself. You'll just know the name. I feel like it's a little, it's better. Yeah. You know, Lil Wayne is not going to walk up to you and say, I'm Lil Wayne. You know, right. and you're going to respect him. Right. That's what I strive strive for. So mm-hmm. I back myself to like, you know, let me make sure that my kind of promotion, my kind of PR is that. Right. No, and you do a phenomenal job because, like I said, it takes a lot to be to impress me. And I'm just like you. When you when I saw the studio video, I was like, you better go ahead. And when I saw your Forbes and all those things that you're doing, it like it really makes me proud. Like I don't know you personally yet, you know, anybody besties. I'm just saying, but (laughs) (laughs) 
but I just I I love to see people that are same color as me that are from the same area as me like winning it's like it's such a it's Amen. it's really a beautiful thing to see and I actually saw you the first time on late night therapy um and I was like oh okay and I went and I followed you I'm like oh okay he's fire <laughs> and I was like wow and so to see you continuing to thrive and still having success and continuing to grow it's just a really beautiful thing to to see, and I I want you to continue because it inspires me to be bigger and better every five seconds of the day. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say? Um, what would you say to someone that wants to get into the fashion industry and start their own brand? I would say a lot, but um, number one thing I'm gonna say to someone is, you have to love this. Don't love money, love clothes, love creation. Because if you do it just for money, you're going to be sadly, more than likely, you're going to be sadly mistaken that first couple of months, first release, where, you know, it's just not it. And I could go on and on about a bunch of quotes, but I think that's number one. Because, you know, it's really hard to transition from, you know, whoever you are to the brand you build. Because people don't see that. Like, and it takes a while. And I always like to tell people in any business that, it's unfair how we can go to high school, leave high school and go to college and have four years to figure it out, not get paid, or even work at an internship and just learn. But when it comes to a business, we are not allowed that grace period. And I try to tell people that when you start this business, treat it like such. Give yourself three, four years to really mess up, fuck up. I mean, hopefully you have the financial backing that you can do that. But take them four years to really understand what's going on. And it took me about three and a half to finally hit some kind of ground where it's like, oh, I understand forecast. I understand I need to have this. I know when to restock something, when not to restock something. But that kind of gave me reassurance at that year. Like, okay, I'm never having another job ever again. I know for a fact, and I'm 10 years strong, no job. So I know like, okay, boom, that's it. So I would say, yeah, you got to love it. And you also got to be focused, not looking over the fence and whose grass is greener. You're beating yourself. You're your own competition. And that's it. You said some things. First of all, you said forecast. And I was like, okay, he's my kind of dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of people don't understand that. Like, honestly, from a business perspective, people don't understand forecast, budgeting, cost of goods, like all of those things that are very important to know. Like a lot. Of, so hearing you say forecast, I was like, my ears were like tingling. My spidey senses went off. <laughs> <laughs> right because that's a very big deal when you said three to four years it stressed me out child because i resigned in 2019 and i listen you could you can you can get the success early yeah funny i always tell people i do not wish you success early because it's a lot it's, it's more difficult to start off here yes and fall off and not know what the hell is going on down here but if yes. you're gradual yes from the very bottom and you have some bad seasons you always know what to expect. Yes. If a millionaire goes broke or goes middle class in one week, he's done. Right. Like, like us went to a millionaire and went back. We know we know the inside. What to out. do how to maneuver. Both absolutely. levels. And that's why I always give people like, I wouldn't stress like overnight celebrity status. Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It will kill you. It's a lot mm -hmm. at one time. Your whole lifestyle changes. You don't know how to budget anything. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've been real mindful of that. Like, you know, I know not to spend my personal money and the business money. I know when to not be stocked something again. And mm -hmm. I know when something should make a return or not. So mm -hmm. yeah. Because right. like the power broke. Like, you know, um my my guy from FUBU says like, you know, the 
the limited resources will teach you what's most important. You mm -hmm. create best if you have limited resources. <laughs> Listen to you, I'm like, you're, you're speaking nothing but 100% facts. Like it, it, like gradual success. Like, yes, you like you want things now, and mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself, right? But, <laughs> Go ahead. but um, but you're right. In 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 this time, in these past couple of years, I've made some money, right? Not where I want to be. Like what I made in, in the year, I would have made that weekly as a goal, right? But right. Uh, <laughs> but um, but you're right, and we, it it gave me time to really sit and be with myself and evaluate who I am and what changes I want to make and what habits I want to break and all those other pieces. Right. And so yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and when you are in that kind of growth phase, it gives you opportunity to really sit and understand and learn the pieces you need to learn so that you're not ever back in this space again. And then when you get that level of success, you have a whole nother level of gratitude for where you are in those times. Right. So yeah, absolutely. 150% right about that. But before we like wrap this up, what I wanted to ask you was tell us a little bit about your just your life journey in general like right? because a lot of times we see the brands and we see the people and we see the social media right but we don't necessarily know the person 100 behind the brand and that's who's really driving it right like a lot of people don't know a lot about me they just see me in my pictures and be like oh she's just she's probably like stuck up and then, then i'm like the coolest person ever mm -hmm. unless you piss me off it's another conversation but guys <laughs> um i'm just the average dreamer honestly um I feel like, you know, I'm from the Bronx. I go, grew up playing ball, being outside. A hundred and hundred thousand bad influences. Never really got <laughs> caught up. Hundred fifty thousand bad influences there. And I just feel like I always knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. And mm -hmm. I couldn't knock it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And anytime I went against my grain, it bothered me every single time. So I feel like even in the business world, I tell people, I'm kind of the same person you see now because I'm very true to, you know, my brand is me. That's, mm -hmm. I'm true to it. I'm very near and dear. It's my child. So, you know, I always just followed whatever path. Like I said, I, I went from public, public school, middle school, and I knew from the end of middle school, I seen how, you know, I didn't care about academics as much. So but instead of going to my zone school where all my bad friends was going, I decided to go to a school far away. Mm -hmm. And I knew. I always kind of had, like, the one up to think of, something smart to do to save myself. Mm -hmm. I knew that I'm in the Bronx and I go to if I go to St. John University in Queens, my mom would be forced to help me get a car. Mm -hmm. so I did that, even though it took mm -hmm. almost half my time going there for the time I hear. But I always was strategic with stuff like that. And mm -hmm. then I knew once I finally got a job, I didn't like the feeling, the entrapment and all that. And it just once- Where did you work? The clothing, it was just like, okay, yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. I just really be true. I feel I, I would call myself a pretender, and a pretender means, as in, someone that really likes something, mm -hmm. go completely headfirst and, and submerge in it, and that's what they become. Mm -hmm. and I feel like for most part, everybody, you know, if you if you are if you're into fashion, go to fashion shows, mm -hmm. dress up, mm -hmm. shop, mm -hmm. do all these, do thrifting, go completely submerge into the field, and you'll come out. You don't have to be a designer. You could be a sewer. You could be a model. You could be a photographer. There's so much things. I've mm -hmm. touched each and every single bit of, bit of this fashion world. Mm -hmm. I was extremely interested. And right. I wasn't getting paid to do it. I just did it. Right. So that's just who I am. So when you said you had a job, what was the what jobs did you have? So okay, I, 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 I for the record, I 
threw away all my interview clothes. <laughs> and my resume is God knows where it is. I'll tell you one thing. Before I even tell you my job, I remember that the day I decided I wanted to do clothing, I said, yo, it's two, it's two things. Because if I go into the, I don't want no plan Bs. Because mm-hmm. oh, you, know, you have a degree in account. I have a degree in account. And it's like, end of the day. No wonder why we're besties. I did accounting for like 15, 20 years. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Crazy world. Craziest world. So end of the day, I, I just thought about it like, yo, if I if I leave this gap in my resume, it's going to be harder for me to get a job. So that's going to force me to stick to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, okay. Because it was already hard to get a job out of school. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like it just really, really... Huh, it's it's, a, it's an emotional thing. I can't even like, some words, some words don't even make it make sense. Yeah. Sometimes, like when I really think about it, like, mm-hmm. oh man, it, like you just you just really made me go back to a time just now. That really just <laughs> me up a little bit. Like, wow, like, <laughs> like wow, like I'm really here right now, living like mm-hmm. crazy. But right, like, right, right. I will tell you, um, uh, my very first job was summer youth, mm-hmm. and I worked in the kitchen at Montefiore. Mm-hmm. Montefiore first, it was horrible. I just got a job because my mom wanted me to get a job. It was horrible. Right. Um, next job was safe. After I'm gonna tell you, every job I ever had except mm-hmm. for my very last one was seasonal. Mm-hmm. First job was summer. Mm-hmm. The next job I did was Sears, mm-hmm. the cashier, and it was holiday season. Mm-hmm. The next job was Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. This probably was a job that taught me that you don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a group. I, I I I probably was in the park Thursday, and my friend told me about a job. I applied for an interview. They told me to come for the interview the same day. I said, mm-hmm. no, I came mm-hmm. the next day. Mm-hmm. And we were in a room with like 20 people, and he came in the room, barely knew anybody's name, and said, all y'all hired. <laughs> like, huh? First day of work is Black Friday. Right. Great. I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing, where who's I'm working with, nothing. When you never got a bag. Seasonal. They don't ever tell you it's done. They just stop calling you. Wow. wow. Amazing. So, you know, I said forget jobs for a while. And then I ended up um I got out of school maybe like a year, no, two years after I graduated, I got my first accounting job, not profit, and I hated it. <laughs> I have a car. I can't park in Manhattan. The train, the clothing, the boss, the old folks who don't know how, the printer's out of paper. That's why it's not working. <laughs> they the temp agency that gave me the job. Everything sucked. Right. The day I got off, the feeling I got, the euphoria I got to get laid off was just, whoa. Nah, yeah, this is definitely not for me. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I, let me tell you something. So I've been working since I was like, 15. I worked at a law firm as an accounting clerk at 15 when I was going to Evander because I was getting out of school at 10 in the morning. So I got stopped by truancy every time because they're like, why are you out of school? And I'm like, here's my schedule. I'm graduating. Like, calm down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I did accounting clerk and I worked at Playland over the summer, whatever the case may be. So I met amazing people in um, Playland. And then um, I had my kid and that was another conversation. <laughs> uh, but then I um, I worked at um, Club Monaco with 
Hello Fashion. I was in Club Monaco for like two or three years. I used to sell like five to eight thousand dollars worth of clothes every day for them. And then I was like, yeah, I'm like, you're not paying me enough, and I don't feel appreciated. So I'm gonna give myself. It was June. I'm getting myself to August to get a new job. I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing, but that's what I'm. I'm out of here. Literally August, I got hired for a hotel. Um, one of the people that um I worked with, um, at Club Monaco, she had another job as a supervisor at a hotel. She's like please come work for me because you are like amazing. I didn't know that girl outside of Clamonico, right? So for her to say that I'm like you said earlier, other people being able to talk you up is like, it shows who you are. Right. Um, And so then I worked at the hotel and I was like, as soon as I get anywhere, I'm like, all right, so where's the promotion that I want and how am I going to get to the top? Like anytime I I got a job, right. Um, Playland, I got promoted all the way to auditor. um, With Playland. So I was working in the office. Yeah. Like that's just how I function. So within four years, five years, I was regional accounting manager. So I was overseeing seven properties. And then um, I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling this. I don't like being yeah. in the office. Like I liked, I like the operational side. So that was 2015, 2016. I'm like, I want to be a GM. And then by 2018, I was a GM. I was AGM, then GM. Did that for a couple of years. And I was like, you know, this is not it. Like it's no longer aligned to my purpose. I feel like I hit a glass ceiling. I was like you said, you, there was so many emotions. You couldn't really speak to what that's literally what happened. And I literally wrote my res- resignation letter on Monday sent it on Wednesday. And when I left that building, I was stressed. Like, what am I going to do? I had no plan. I was like, I know I want to, I want to focus on my business, Maximum Evolution. I was an author. I wrote by that time, I was probably like a 15 time author being in other people's books. And I was just like, I want to focus on my own business. Like why am I building their legacy? Cause I'm hearing the behind the scene conversation with the CEO and how the, you already know the vibes and how that goes sometimes. Um, but um, yeah. So when I left, it just felt so like, like you said, the euphoria. Yeah. Oh my God. I, listen, I went from six figures to no figures and I was still like, this is the best day of my life. Like, you know I, what I mean? I tell <laughs> you, you got you to gotta sit back and say, what is the cost of my freedom? What is the yeah. cost of that? What an hour of my day? Yes. What is the cost? Yes. Yes. Like 150%. And like you said, I, people ask me all the time, like, are you going to get a job? And then I'm like, yeah, no, never. I could never see myself working for people like I can't like I can work with you I can partner with you but like me like working for another organization in any kind of way would just like I would feel like I'm literally dying inside right so we're like on the exact same page and then you said um literally you're like the emphasis of this book going from employee to empire right and you're still continuing to grow and scale and so what's next for you um as of right now it's a lot of Doubling back, more so community. Well, all right, it's a lot. So the community <laughs> stuff. I'm back home, so I want to focus on like I, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna kind of resonate a little bit. So, um, funny, all of this happened today. So next week, I'm supposed to go speak for to a couple of classes from one of my friends who actually was a footwear designer. He helped me with my first shoe design. He drew, mm-hmm. he sketched the very first one. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't ever get that much help. Even a few people who asked me to speak to this class. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, why not? Um, I'm supposed to start, I'm supposed to sign a contract to actually speak, like be a professor low-key, which is crazy. <laughs> actually teach like a design class as well. Yes, that's I used, to, I used to enjoy speaking at schools, but the COVID yeah. thing is happening. I will speak to everyone again. I used to enjoy doing that a lot. Like mm-hmm. I go into a college course and be like, "Yo, y'all wasting y'all money. Get out of here!" <laughs> and they loved it. They loved it. Like, I, I, it was great. I always wanted to do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, 
after that, I'm gonna, I plan throughout the year, I wanna do a lot of community-based stuff. Like Thanksgiving, come back around, I'm gonna do a turkey, chicken giveaway. I might do a coat drive, back to school. I'm actually working on making my own competition, composition notebooks. And I already have my own book back and I wanna be able to give like maybe a hundred or a couple away or partner with a school, my old school or whatever, and give that away for school. But it's still branding. But, you know, at the same time, I just I want to do that. Um, and the biggest thing I have planned right now that I've never done before that's I'm working on at this very moment is McFly Fest. Mm -hmm. And that my event in June. I always do my fashion show in October. And it's like, I do that event. Everybody's been hungry for a whole year. So I want to give them something in June. Whereas an outdoor event, and the event is free if you come in my clothes. You are only allowed in my clothes. If you come in the door with something else on, you pay for your shirt and you put that on, we'll hold your stuff for you, or you can buy it, purchase, it'll be close to sell you could purchase, but you have to put it on now because when we get that look, it has to be a big, huge commercial. And there'll be giveaways, there'll be food, drinks, games, and I want to do it. Do you know that. how smart that is? Like, do you just hear it's going to be a All right, first of all, I need y'all to, to hear this. Like, because, like, I need y'all to hear this. Like, people just like, so I, I always try to like bring all worlds together. Or again, it's about solving problems. Okay, I have one event and people be hungry for another one. People want, I have friends that have kids that are fans of mine and they don't ever get to come out. And it's like, this is all ages. And at the same time, I want to actually have performances and have a little kids runway for kids to model right there and show off the new stuff. Cause kid clothes is better for summer to me. Mm -hmm. And outside they're doing more. Right. Most of them is wearing uniforms, so it's not that right. big. So um, it's solving a problem. So I can introduce the kids line. I could get, I could give away some clothes. Like even if I have extra stock of something, it's way easier to give that away in a in a more righteous way. Like okay, all right, here's the the day. Every hour we might give away three prizes. You win these games, you get these prizes. How many? Your highest score, you get these prizes. And I just want to now. It's not just the product. If I just gave you the product for free, the slides for free. Uh, I got some free slides. Oh, I won that at McFly Fest when I did this and that and that and that. Yes. Feeling. Yes. But I also went to give you that feeling and you're going to return and you're going to post and you're going to talk about it. And I got rid of product at the same time. And yes. I it. So it's so you, problems. You so. hit like the whole business model. <laughs> like you hit operations, you hit marketing, you hit branding. Like, like I, literally. I'm going to tell, I'll t I'm not even for you. I'll tell the viewers yeah. that that's one thing that we're going to struggle with, that we don't realize that what I just told you and what I planned, there's probably like 20 people in a boardroom planning what I just said. And mm -hmm. I can personally do all of that. Yes, I can speak to the club owner and get the perm and he go get the permits and I can name everything and I can get the staff all by myself. Mm -hmm. If I had a million dollar company backing me, it'd be a different thing. But I'll work on school. Listen, that's where we go. All right. So listen, anybody that I talk to that are either on my podcast, on my shows, whatever, I always say, tell me what it is that you want in the future, right? Because listen, over here we manifest and we bring things into existence, right? Like, I don't know if you know Kellon, he's a, my, I've known him from Evander and he's a photographer and he's been my photographer from like 2017. All my shot, all of my photos are from him, right? Um, And we did a, we did a recording. I'm actually going to air it during this um virtual launch. And we sat and I said, Tanya, what you want to do? What do you want to make happen? And everything that he said he wanted, he got it in that year. 
no exaggeration. No, like, no, you can go to his page and you'll see some of the clips that he posted to show proof. I said this in January 2020. So now we're here. What do you want? <laughs> I heard you say um, million dollar company backing. What do you want? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I won't lie. I do want a lot of collaborations. I do want to, like, I feel like a lot of the collab people do aren't honest or it's like a money grab. Mm -hmm. I want to be able, that's another reason why I'm in the Bronx. It's mm -hmm. actually like the very first step. Because now I say to myself, like, hey, if Gucci Louie come to me and want to do a collaboration, guess what? In my deal, you know, not just Fifth Ave going to have it. The Bronx going to have it. Mm -hmm. So all y'all little resellers and all y'all little weirdos, that they got to come <laughs> line up in the Bronx on White Plains Road, I dare you, come. Yeah. Let yeah. us, let them get it first. Because we always, we always out the loop for some reason. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Mm -hmm. you know, I, that's the very first thing. So I've created a lot of things where, you know, I just want to be able to have that backing and it can expand my name. I can bring the honest taste of it because, you know, I, if anywhere that's not gentrified is here, they still mm -hmm. are style mm -hmm. and I market and it's all back to us. Everybody, mm -hmm. most designers pretend to be kids from New York. Mm -hmm. I'm a, really that and I'm mm -hmm. doing it here. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, have the kids in LA, they from here. Mm -hmm. They live, they ran away from home. <laughs> Right. This is what it really. I'm really what it is. There's no, there's no middleman. I mm -hmm. get it and I sell it to you. That's mm -hmm. exactly what it is. I'm not mm -hmm. getting it from somewhere else. Right. So that's like the main focus. I just you, want, you was very vague. Who, who do you want to collab with? Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, I would love to collab with Nike, Adidas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love. I I'm not. It's really a stretch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put it down but I I would Louis my favorite like of those brands mm -hmm. I don't I'm not really huge on big designer but I love Louis and mm -hmm. honestly it's not even more and it is I like Kith as well but it's also mm -hmm. like move like companies like I would I'm Simon McFly I would love to collaborate with the Back to the Future um campaign I would mm -hmm. really want to collab with the Yankees because I'm in the Bronx Mm -hmm. And that NY is the most popular symbol there is, and people mm -hmm. still tie it into just New York, but no, it's in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. There's some respect. What's <laughs> the respect of my name? <laughs> and then there's like just people like Rihanna, Kanye, <gasps> um, Rihanna Taylor. Like it don't mm -hmm. really matter what it is, but mm -hmm. I want to collab with them. You know, mm -hmm. I'm created by all aspects, mm -hmm. so I want to be able to to do these things. You know? Yeah, you're you're going to. You said Rihanna. Listen. I am Rihanna's number one fan. I like Rihanna Navy till I like. I, I'm, not, I'm not claiming death over here, but I, to like, I love Rihanna. And you said some Tiana Taylor, Kanye. I think they're like really great, like fashion houses, yeah, right? Those like my, for their and and I, I, one thing I, I'm really big on is that usually when I like someone, I like them from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So like Tiana Taylor, I'm from Bronx. I see, I ran into her a couple of times as a kid. Mm -hmm. Before she did a Super 16, I like, mm -hmm. I liked her already. Mm -hmm. Like Kanye, I've been a fan of Kanye from the freshman freshman adjustment, like before mm -hmm. he bust, when mm -hmm. all, all Souls Down came out and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm a true fan. It's not like, oh, I see you at the top and I like, you know, I liked you on mm -hmm. your eyes. Right. Like, I was on the jump before the hype. Mm -hmm. Like the people I like. So, you know, I also would love one day that I could design the Knicks jersey. Because mm -hmm. I mean, orange is my color. Right. New York, you know, I used to go to MSG for those high school games. I right, to high school trips. I forgot about those. You mean? Are you? Did you go to the locker room or no? I went to Kennedy. I went to Kennedy. My friends played in that game. I, that's the only year I decided not to play ball on the team, and they won the chip. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, yeah, I, it used to be a thing, like mm -hmm. religiously. 
I also want to, on smaller scales, I want to collab with most um, schools that I went to. I want to do something with Kennedy. Not so much St. John University. They have enough money. But like my, my high school. I feel like high school made me like mm-hmm. kind of more full circle of who I am. Mm-hmm. And then also like on, on a lower scale, like um, the Jamaican shop across the street from me, um, the guy's son, he buys from me. And then he's, he needed shirts for his workers. And he gave me like this logo. It was horrible. I just redesigned everything and made a new mm-hmm. shirt. And I walked by and I see him wearing my the shirts I made for them. It's dope. I just did Lehman High School's um, basketball classic. I want to be able to do different high schools in the Bronx. I want to do mm-hmm. like the old Jamaican patty shop down the block that I've been going to since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. I, ironically, now that I think about it, it's very possible because the son of the shop was a model in my show. I want to mm-hmm. be like design. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Or even be like, I want to go to my old chicken spot and be like, yo, let's make up on some McDonald's, some hood McDonald's type thing. Like have a Muggsy McFly meal. We're going to have some bad girls in there dressed up, serving your your, your hot wings and French and, and French fries. And you will make it. It would like, but think about it, that's honest. Yes, that's very honest. No, you have the most so, happy people running to the so hood to go to the chicken spot. Right. No, I literally said that. When I reach the point where it's like, all right, it's gonna be hysteria when I touch something. I'm not giving it to McDonald's. Yeah. I want to give it to my people first. Yeah. Well, this is where I used to be in when it raining and it's snowing mm-hmm. and I have no car. And I'm sitting in the, the Chinese store right now. Right. right? Why not? Why not? These people don't need it. They're gonna dispose of you. They're gonna use you, and you get somebody else. I want y'all. You're right. No, you absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. And when you said the the store that I went to when I was four, like that made me think. Like I go to the same. I go to Three Boys. I've been going there since I was like. Oh, see, look. <laughs> and I want to do that for a pizza place on two twenty seventh. Listen, I'm telling you, that's exactly how it is. Like Richie Rich, Gold Star, all these people. I, I want. They know me by face. Mm-hmm. You know, they know me by face. So, you know. And that's another thing, like, it is a part of my story. Like, my mom is military, and she was active duty throughout my whole college tenure. And I had to go to these different food places, and he used to know me by face because he knew what I want because I'm there every other day. Mm -hmm. So why not? I I, I made it through that. Y'all were my mother at that time. Let me get back to y'all. So that's, that's like, things I want to do. It doesn't matter if they realize who and what I am or whatever later on, but I know this is honest. So Mm -hmm. when I reach where I want to, where it's like, okay, all right, I'm established at the, the fashion and everything. Now let me just do these other little things mm-hmm. back up before mm-hmm. anybody else comes and buys it up and takes it away from us. Right, yeah. No, I love all of that. All the things you said, I'm like, yeah. And I see it as like, you can literally do all those things. I like, mean, I, in thing my mind, I can do that now. I just yes. want to get to the level, at a level where it's like, it's hysteria. Like this, mm-hmm. this store is going to be like, yo, we're good for a year and a half because of that mm-hmm. one day. Like, that's how crazy I want it to be. Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah, I see it all. Like, that's all. Like, forget possibility. You're going to accomplish all of those things. Yeah, like, you're going to make it happen because you already have the ethic already and you already have accomplished so much at at this stage. Like, when you scale and get to wherever it is that you want to be, like, you're going to make all those happen. I already see Rihanna wearing them. I already see it all. Like, Rihanna, Tiana, Kanye, all, all the collabs you want, you're, it's going to happen because you are, like, you already have created a staple brand as is. It's only right that those people get. So I need you to ship some stuff to them, like, today. <laughs> it's so funny because each of these people are, like, one, I, I believe, of separation, like, you know, how far they are, one, two people away. Everybody is it's just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really big on relationships. So I don't really mm-hmm. rush too much things. Yep. 
I didn't end up following on lap. I DM rappers in 2018, and then they write me last year, like, yo, mm -hmm. I need this. It, mm -hmm. it, it happens. It all, it all, everything happens for a reason. I don't, Absolutely. I just keep the good energy and make the product speak. And hey, we're going to be in the same room one day. So, exactly. Period. I love that. I love that. So, tell the people how to connect with you your website, your IG, all of the platforms. I'm going to give you a stage, okay? Okay. So the website is sambamcfly.com. Of course, Instagram, Facebook, in, um, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok is Muggsy McFly. You can Google Muggsy McFly. Everything will pop up. Um, the brand page is also um, Instagram, Samba McFly. It's also on Facebook as well. Um, I'm very easy to find. If you need some advice, some help, DM me. Just don't be too weird. Keep it calm. You know, I answer, and I'm, I'm here to help. Even better if you're in New York or in the Bronx. That's even better because we could just connect. Um, I want to be the guy I needed when I was coming up, and I didn't have to help. So come find me. Yeah, and give one last, <laughs> last, last hurrah, last bit of advice for the people that are just like ready to jump and just ready to get to the next level, or maybe even struggling in this time. I'm gonna give you stage yet. Okay, so hmm, one of my favorite things to say is. If you if you don't ask for a lot, that's exactly what you get, and that just says um, if you don't want a lot from life, you won't get a lot from life. You know, if I sit here and I just told you all the amazing things I really want, I have to strive and ask for those things and seek those things and be hungry for those things to ever get them. If I'm just like, oh, I'm okay with just doing a collab with the guy down the block or making you know this one sale a day, then that's where I'm gonna be stuck at. If I don't aim high, I will never reach high. And that's just it. And I feel like um, even if you don't make it, just having that no ceiling idea platform or mindset is what you need to accomplish everything. And, you know, the amazing, amazing people, the winners are the ones who survive the drop. That's it. Yeah, listen. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> like um so i've met a lot of different people i've met a lot of different business owners one within my career i've met a lot of different individuals right working in a hotel you meet people from like i had a family that was like come stay with us in peru and i'm like i don't even know you like that right so i've met a lot of <laughs> i've met a lot of people and like to hear all that you've said and all that you've accomplished like i'm like sincerely proud like it really makes me proud to see you out here making like making the strides accomplishing the things like just out here in heavy action and like you said like a lot of people they don't understand that conceptually like they don't understand the grind they don't understand like you said 10 years in the game like they don't understand that right and they don't understand the maybe the tears the sacrifices all the things that you had to put in place to get to where you are and so that's why you're thriving and, and will continue to succeed because you've been at it from the ground up and i'm just i'm excited to see your continued success and your new accomplishments i can't wait listen when rihanna okay has on your stuff i will be like oh my gosh <laughs> Be so excited, right? And so I just I wish Crazy. you continued success. Keep pushing forward. Listen, I'll still be liking and posting and anything that I can collab with you. I'm, I'm working on a magazine, so just okay. okay. <laughs> no. so whatever we can collab on, I'm here to support you in any way. So 
I thank you for coming on um, on this platform and being a part of this book project. Like I said, you are the epitome of Employee to Empire. And so I appreciate you. And before we wrap this up, I'm going to give y'all the video trailer one more time because, you know, I just love um, doing some marketing and promo. That's why I feel like we can be besties, too, because we're on the same page in that round. <laughs> Here you go, beautiful people. <laughs> watching this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. Until next time, we'll be back. Don't worry. Don't go too far. We'll be back. Stay tuned and make sure you go to employeesempire.com to buy your copy of our lovely book. And as you see, I had the amazing Muggsy McFly. He is phenomenal and I appreciate his time and his energy and his support on this project. And until then, see you. Bye, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would then, little dogs barking. Step across the line, be shot.